Our deepest desire is to know that we are worthy, worthy of loving and being loved. This podcast explores how to love, how to love fiercely, and how to be guided by the heart and trust in the most powerful energy in the universe, love. Our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we have built against it. Welcome to What Would Love Do? Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to another episode on What Would Love Do? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me and making time to be open to hear these ideas and and exploring how to live from love over fear. So today I wanted to explore motherhood as healing. So I guess when I say motherhood, I also mean fatherhood and, you know, I guess parenthood in general. It's just I don't have experience as a father. Um, So, you know, I can't speak on father's behalf and equally I probably cannot even speak on mother's behalf I can what I can speak on is my experience of motherhood and why I believe that motherhood is really a healing practice and motherhood is a transformational journey for ourselves to return to our wholeness and remember that whole place that we came from so look in the in the beginning of the podcast what like you know in the intro and the premise of choosing to live from love over choosing to live from fear is understanding that inherent nature that is in the fiber of every single human being and that is to be seen to be heard and to be understood and you know, the first relationships that we're exposed to is a relationship with our parents. Um, I love this question from Tony Robbins that he asked a lot of his coaching clients, and that is, growing up, whose love did you crave for the most? Was it your mother's or was it your father's? Now, depending on who it is, who did you have to be for that person? Did you have to be someone that is um perfectionist like did you have to be a perfectionist did you have to always come first in class did you have to hide your emotions did you or were you someone that had to be really emotional to get their attention um did you have to be really athletic did you have to I guess just I don't know uh I guess be the center of attention um so whatever behave what he's bringing consciousness to are behaviors that we've created in order to get love in order to seek that validation and approval from our parents now it doesn't mean that whatever we do we we do or we end up doing actually creates that validation and approval or even creates that experience of being loved it's just that our our mind our subconscious mind thinks that this is what we have to do in order to get love. So when we enter into parenthood, I believe it's so important to understand what needs to be healed, what needs to be healed 
from our childhood, what needs to be forgiven and created acceptance around that. Um, and also being able to have the courage to confront the wounds that have not healed uh, during our childhood. You know, there's a whole spectrum of experiences. You know, there are, and even if parents are really loving, right, like you can have the most amazing and loving parents. Now you can still look at, well, what limiting beliefs or what have I inherited that may hinder my expression of parenthood? So if you had these incredible and, you know, really loving parents where they loved you for who you are and you felt seen, heard and understood and you felt that you could really flourish. Now, in becoming a parent, do you have this unspoken expectation that your journey of parenthood should be the same? And that you just you and have you questioned, um, I guess, the inspiration on how your parents chose their parenting philosophy, or rather, have you just gone, okay, well, if that's what my parents did, I'm going to do the same? Because I think the key to having a really beautiful expression of parenthood and the key to being able to thrive in parenthood is purely this to see to hear and to understand where our child is coming from, to be able to meet them where their spirit is at, to know that for them to know that they are worthy of love and around you they are enough. And so because each human being has such a unique spirit, what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other. So if you were really blessed to have these amazing parents, right, um, you might consider instead of using what techniques that they had to uh, for their parenting, it that could be limiting and it could be also frustrating if it doesn't work for your experience of parenting. So the thing that I really discovered about motherhood for myself is that it was a real healing process. And the reason why motherhood was a healing process for me was because I wanted to be able to craft my own expression of motherhood, to have motherhood be something that I'm really proud of rather than something that's a, a to-do list, you know, a tick of the box to go, okay, you know, this is the stage in life where we'll become parents and so forth and not have any um, awareness around why we are parents. And the real blessing was uh, came from having two miscarriages, I think, the second miscarriage, I may have shared it in a previous podcast, was devastating. I've never felt loss and despair and grief um, in, in such an experience. And what I knew about emotions was that emotions are something that need to move through. They're just It's just energy that needs to move through your body. And, and it's just vibration. So, so it's a certain vibration that needs to be moved through to your body and at the end of the day there's no good emotions or there's no bad emotions there's just emotions and vibrations and you know what you can do then is give them space to move through which is so important so then when you're able to do that then there's space to be the observer of your life then there's space to see things as they are as opposed to react and then you have and there's also space to be able to choose to see something from love so post-healing from the miscarriages and the blessing that it gave me was this question, why motherhood? 
it was amazing. It was so profound and liberating because I actually questioned like why motherhood and I, I had a conversation with my husband and I said you know we're very complete in ourselves and we're complete with each other and we love our relationship so do we feel empty if we weren't to become parents and if the answer is yes then there's something wrong like not that there's something wrong but there's something to be looked at because if you are thinking I believe if you are thinking that you need to be a parent to fill in a void, then it's going to be coming from a space of lack. It's going to be coming from a space of, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling not whole within myself and so there's something external that needs to happen for me to feel that wholeness. And then eventually this relationship of between your child and yourself is going to be entangled, you know, an enmeshment, and you're not going to be able to see them for the spirit that they are because when you parent from a space of lack, it's not even from parenting, when you're in any kind of relationship from a space of lack, whether it's your career, whether it's a love relationship, whenever there's a space of lack, you know, the the facade can only last for so long when the cracks start showing and that's where expectations arise. That's where expectations are born from when when we are doing something from a space for lack. That's where comparison comes in. That's where this unsatisfied and unfulfilling experience where we just can't feel the joy of what we're doing comes in because it's not from a space of wholeness. It's from a space of lack. Um, so what was remarkable was John said to me, you know, if we can't fall pregnant, so be it. It is what it is. And we still have this really beautiful life together and we're whole. We're whole as individual human beings and we're whole as a couple. So, you know, life can still be delicious and luscious and we're not attached to being parents. Inside of that context, inside of, I guess, bringing to life that experience of wholeness, um, parenting, I saw parenting then as an expression, you know, and I saw that when you live life from a place of wholeness, Everything you do is like a masterpiece. Everything you do and you take on is an expression rather than something to fill in a void, rather than something where you need it to create a certain outcome so you can feel a certain way. Um, and it's just a really different experience of life. It, there's, there's joy. There's freedom. There's, there's no attachment. And I think the no attachment thing is a really giving like it's a really giving indication when then there's no attachment that you are living from a place of wholeness because attachment can only arise when there is when you're coming from a space of lack so when we were blessed with Avery um Avery like so we didn't know whether we we're having a boy or girl so Avery's a boy and Avery's a unisex name but when we were blessed to fall pregnant that third time I felt an immense sense of gratitude like this sense of gratitude that was I don't know I, I can't put it in words but it was like wow thank you thank you thank you and you know thank you for choosing us as your parents thank you for choosing to be alive at the same time with us in this um time and space thank you for even giving us the opportunity to be parents you know it was there was a real sense of gratitude when Avery was a viable pregnancy and so there was a lot of consciousness that both John and I brought to our expression of parenting and one of the questions that 
besides why parenthood um, was that, that I asked myself was, okay, I want to imagine myself 21 years from now. You know, Avery, our child, is sitting opposite us. They're 21 years old. What is the conversation like? You know, what are we talking about? How is the experience? Like, how are we feeling? Um, what is the love like? What is the relationship like? And create that as my vision, you know, because it, it's so crazy. Like, we create a vision for our life, but we don't create the vision for who we want to be as parents or it's very rare like you know when I spoke to a lot of friends that were parents the conversation is around sleeping feeding and how their life is over rather than wow like who is it that I get to become when I embark on this journey of being a parent who what is the opportunity that presents itself to me what is my transformation going to be like um and you know that that would that would just shift what parenting is rather than something that is to do and a tick in the box of a time in life. And I'm not taking away that parents don't love their children. Um, it's just that I feel that when people enter into parenting, they seem to be contractive. You know, there seems to be a an energy around, and I'm not saying for everyone, I'm not saying that this is everyone, this is just my observation. There's an energy that you have to pick and choose um, in how to flourish in certain areas of life and it's not possible to thrive. Uh, it's like, okay, if I make the family work, then then my career suffers. If I make my career work, then the family suffers. We're kind of battling within our self. We're creating inner battles within ourselves, And I don't think that, I purely don't think that parenting is meant to be that way. You know, I think if anything, the opportunity of being a parent is to crack your heart open and expand you beyond anything that you thought was possible and when you're expanding how can how can there be internal battles like if you're living from a place of love in all the domains of life the internal battles are more coming from fear rather than a place of love and if you're coming from a place of wholeness lack cannot exist Lack, you know, if you're feeling the inner conflict, that is only born from a place of lack, only born from a place of I am not whole unless this happens. Now, that's not to take away the desire to perform or the desire to have an incredible life. If anything, when we allow ourselves to tap into that energy of wholeness, life is beyond anything we can imagine because wholeness begets wholeness right I mean love begets love it's it has to be a ripple effect so when I digress but be, in being able to imagine what my relationship with our child would be like at 21 I said to myself this if they're sitting opposite me they this is what my commitment is that my child has never questioned whether they are loved or not, that around me they feel seen, heard and understood. And not only that, they are not living a life seeking validation or approval from me because that is a waste of time. I know how that feels like living, I don't know, having lived most of my life craving and being programmed to 
crave validation and approval. I'm making choices and taking actions that are not aligned with my heart. I'm taking actions and making choices or in fear or from a place of lack. So who could I become for my child such that around me they only know wholeness? And the answer was really clear. I needed to be whole for myself, quick, smart. So what was really powerful in asking these questions around parenting during the nine months of pregnancy was being able to bring awareness to the vision of parenthood or motherhood that I wanted to express and craft and have it be in my own masterpiece, but also be able to create a place uh how I wanted to express it, and that was from a place of wholeness. I knew that if I was to parent from a place of lack, there would be this, I don't know, like these are the possible scenarios or outcomes that would arise from a place of lack. One, I would feel like my child owes me their life, like I would take ownership of my child. I would think that I know better. I would think that I know what's best for them. Um, now, as parents, we know what's best in terms of how to feed them and house them and so forth, but we don't know what's best in terms of what their spirit wants to express. So when I was re- I was reading a book by Dr. Shafali Sabri called The Conscious Parent, and in it she had this amazing um, scenario where she was talking about how there was a, I think her child then was like, three years old or something or no maybe even eight years old I can't remember but you know she was or maybe she was using an example of someone else oh that's right sorry that the story is this so she's on a plane and she meets a father and the father has you know a little baby and then so they start talking she's like oh congratulations this is so exciting it's a great time in life and then the father goes yeah I can't wait for him to grow up because I'm going to teach him baseball and then Dr. Shafali says well what if he doesn't want to play baseball and then the father goes, that's impossible. What do you mean? Everyone in our family has played baseball. He's playing baseball. That is a perfect example of not meeting the child where they're at, where this child, if he wants to feel his father's love and approval, has to now learn to love something that may not be attuned with his heart. I mean, how many adult children do you know have chosen careers based on thinking that that's what we should do and our parents wanted us to do. And we do that because, look, I'm not judging our parents, right? And I'm not judging parenting. All I'm saying is if we know better, we can do better. And I know that deep down in the core of every parent that we are doing the best that we can with what we know um, and we have our child's best interest at heart And it's inside a certain context, right? Now, when it's inside the context of lack, we don't give space to our child to show up. It's as simple as that. And how do I know this? Ask yourself and ask kind of any adult, like any adult that you know, these are the questions to ask. Do you feel seen, heard, loved and understood by your parents for who you are? Can you show up authentically for who you are or do you feel like they love you you know they love you but there's a certain persona that you have to be when you're around them and 
there's a difference between knowing that you're loved and knowing that you're really, really loved for who you are. And we know this experience. It's just not even in the family unit or the family dynamic. It's You can even sense it in your friendship circles. You can sense it um, in the different relationships you have. There's actually a different experience when you meet someone that is like your soulmate. And I'm not talking romantically. You can have soulmates as friends. And, you know, I know that experience when there's certain friends that are like souls that I've known for many lifetimes and, you know, maybe months and months or years and years have passed, but there's just this amazing connection where I can be and say anything without hesitation and know that they see me, they they can hear me, and there's just no disconnection. And yet there may be friends that, you know, I see um, on a regular basis, but I can't be myself, you know, and there's a certain persona that I have to be. Um and, you know, to fit in and what have you. Um, so then the same with parents, you know, and the same with that dynamic of being a child or being a parent. Ask, like, you know, do you feel seen, heard and understood and absolutely authentically loved for who you are? Now, the majority of adult children will say no. And so then therefore you can then see that there's this inherited unconscious pattern in parenting which is parenting from a space of lack parenting from a space of fear parenting from a space of you know I guess ego as well and I'm not saying ego from that is wrong I know that every parent is doing the best they can and what we can do to really bring honor and reverence if we choose to become parents is to heal ourselves is to be able to start bring forgiveness and acceptance to our own journey as children, to bring forgiveness and acceptance to our parents so that we're no longer inheriting their beliefs or their styles or their philosophies. And rather, when we can clean that slate, when we can bring, I guess, a compassion and empathy towards what happened with our childhood, how our parents parented, then there's a clean slate. Now there's a clean canvas in which we can choose to express our masterpiece of parenting. And you know, it's kind of perfect, right? Because this is evolution. When you know better, you do better. And the, and the other thing that I believe in is that every child, every child chose their parents that they needed and wanted to create that evolution in this lifetime. Whatever we needed to learn, whatever we needed to be able to evolve through and heal, we chose the perfect parents. Now, some situations are horrible. I don't deny that. However, if our parents couldn't show up as the parents that we needed them to be, it isn't personal. That was their journey. And we can know, like we can let go of the need, of the yearning of needing them to be who we needed them to be. You know, we chose them for whatever evolution that it is that we wanted. And um, you know, there's nothing that is. I guess there's nothing that's I get uh, a mystery in that. There's nothing that is a coincidence on how we've, you know, how we have ended up with the parents that we've ended up with. We actually chose our parents for whatever journey that we needed to be on uh, right now as a human 
thing. Now, there's this poem that I absolutely love from Khalil Gibran, and it's called On Children, and I think uh, it is so magical. So I'm going to read a part of it for you. And he writes this. So Khalil Gibran is a Sufi poet. Um, so that's K-A-H-L-I-L, Gibran, G-I-B-R-A-N, and the poem is called On Children. And he says, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday." You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite and he bends you with his might and his arrows may go far, may go swift and far. So let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness for even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable." I mean, how incredible is that to be able to practice parenting from, to know that our children are their own spirit and so we can let go of constantly trying to see if they are like us or not because that's more ego, that's more fear. That's not seeing them for their own unique spirit. Um, and look, I know parents do it and it's, in, it's from an endearing manner and it's not from you know, like I'm not judging, I'm not criticizing, I'm just bringing awareness to what else is possible from the domain of parenting and what it, what awareness or what habits or what we need to shift in order to parent from a place of wholeness because I believe this is where we will find most joy. Not only that, we will find most healing. It is transformative for us and we get to become the person who we've always imagined we would be. And another thing, you know, no parent has a child and thinks, oh, um, I'm not going to have a relationship with my child when they're older. Every single parent, every single parent, right, they imagine this world where they can have a beautiful connection with their child at 5, at 10, at 15, 20, 35, 45, 60, 70. You know, they want their child to know that they love them unconditionally and so it breaks parents hearts when they can't mend that it breaks a parent's heart when they love their child and there are barriers in being able to express that love and the child you know can't feel loved from the parent and the parent doesn't even know how to be able to give love in the way that the child can receive it so parenting is this beautiful domain in which there's so much healing and transformation that is possible and the reason why we want to bring awareness to this and the reason why at the core of it on why we want to do the deep thinking and inquiry um, and want to know better is because if we truly want our children to thrive what does that look like we want them we want them to soar we want them to love and choosing to live a life from love 
is how they saw, choosing to be guided by their heart, trust their intuition to allow themselves to always expand and have the capacity and the courage to move through anything and not be hindered and not be challenged, but rather everything that they encounter, they know that they have the mastery to grow through that and that all comes from the power of love, not the power of fear. And so if we want that for our children, for them to thrive, for them to soar through life, for them to like just have so much joy, the only way we can access that and create that space for them is we, if we have that within ourselves. You can only give what you have. You can only teach what that which you know. And if you're not soaring and thriving and being able to have the capacity to expand, then whatever it is that you're giving out is equal to what you think is possible for your life. And you take it day by day. You take it moment by moment. You take it thought by thought. Like what thought can I bring consciousness to? or bring awareness to that I can dismantle, that no longer serves me, that I can let go of? What thought can I forgive? What part of forgiveness is needed when it comes to my own childhood and the wounds that I have inherited? This quote from Steph Wagner captures it beautifully. Pain travels through families until someone is willing to feel it. You know, we live in this time now where you'd think that we allow our boys to cry and yet you know there's still sayings like hey don't cry like a girl be like a man it's 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 insane it, you know what messages are we sending to our children when we say things like that um and do we expect too much from our children without, and you know, the expectations that we place on our children are kind of based on our own fear and ego and, and ignorance. I think, um, so Tithnyat Han, the incredible Zen Buddhist monk said this, you know, you spend four years um, studying something to, or like, you know, spending your time going to university or whatever it is, college for your career. He goes, the world will be such a different place if each person spent a year considering and inquiring and working on themselves before they became a parent rather than thinking that, hey, I'm just going to jump into parenthood without doing that self-healing transformational work because you're just passing on the wounds. Um, and so to parent from a really considered space, to parent from a space of love and wholeness, you're not, only, you're not only creating that space for your child, but you're actually giving yourself the opportunity to thrive because you can only teach your child or create the space for your child to thrive if you know what that feels like, if you know what it feels like to soar, if you know and have the mastery around what it takes to be courageous, what it takes to be a deep thinker, what it takes to tackle on challenges, what it takes to bring awareness Unless you know how to do that, you can't pass that on to your children. You can't create the space for that for your children. Now, um, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment. Please don't hear that. I'm saying it from a place of, hey, if we know better, we can do better. And I do feel that this is a time in history where there's, there's a lot of movement that is, that's going on. And we uh, in this space of evolving. And we want our children to do better than us, right? We want our children to evolve. We don't want them to 
I don't know, suffer the same kind of problems. If anything, we want them to have challenges that are worthy of their time and energy. So create that space for that. Um, And we can only do that when we do that for ourselves. So anyway, the reason why I guess I'm sharing about motherhood as healing and and sharing about this is uh, it also contributed to creating this podcast, like, you know, what would love do? As children, we learn our model of love from our parents. <laughs> when I say our model of love, I mean our model of expressing love from a human form. We learn whether we're worthy of it or not. We learn what it looks like to be enough or not enough. We learn whether how to show love. We learn how to receive love. And we learn all of that stuff from the first relationships that we encounter and that is with our parents and so when we choose to be a parent it doesn't hurt to bring some consciousness and awareness to you know what does love mean to me do I feel worthy to receive love do I feel worthy to uh to give love do I feel that when I give love it is accepted in its whole in its wholeness and it's without judgment what are the practices of love? Can I bring compassion? Can I bring empathy? Can I conjure up courage when needed? Um, the practices of love includes also gratitude and bringing joy. And when I fall from grace, in those moments where it's challenging, what am I saying to myself? How do I grow through that? Because your child is watching you and they're not going to take on and live a life based on what you tell them. You can yell at them all you want. You can tell them everything. But no, you know, you never listen to your parents. No one listened to their parents. We're still going to do what we're going to do. But what we did model was from what they did rather than from what they said, right? And, you know, and obviously with whatever it is, we may do some transformational learning, some self-development, and then alter and uh, and shift our belief system if we realize it no longer served us. But hey, you know, let's let's be the kind, if we are to embark on the journey of parenting, let's be committed to having this journey of parenting and motherhood be one that moves away from surviving to thriving, letting go of the need to be a hero, a martyr, a victim, of parenting being this domain of suffering and having life be, I don't know, about sacrifices and um, and, and pleasing another in like in pleasing another I guess and it's all about being able to have the courage to parent from a place of love and what we're spreading is the message of wholeness so um the other thing I wanted to share on this podcast episode was that you know that I've been working on writing a book at the moment and it's called the motherhood mindset and it's a book dedicated to first-time parents so if this podcast episode has resonated with you or you um, yourself is about to en- like are about to enter into the domain of parenting or you know someone that is that may love this kind of message please I have a request go to www.themotherhoodmindset.com now associated with the book is also an online course um, it's something that I'm really passionate about it is my heart and soul and it 
what it is, is a framework on how to think to create an empowered mindset so that you can be mentally and emotionally prepared for the unexpected journey of motherhood. They say that you can't be mentally and emotionally prepared, but I really don't believe that myth. I believe that you can do the deep thinking, bring awareness to past beliefs, bring awareness to your wounds so that you can prepare for the unexpected journey of parenthood. So please, if this resonates with you, visit www.themotherhoodmindset.com and I'll keep you updated on when the book is released. Um, And the other thing is, hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give me a rating. Actually, if you're not enjoying this podcast, please let me know. You can give me a rating and feedback on iTunes or whatever that you listen to or, or listen on so that I can know how I can improve. And equally, if you're enjoying it and you have certain topics that you want to cover uh, or certain ideas that you want to contribute, or if you're so, if you want to be if you want to have a conversation with me about what it takes to choose to live from a place of love over fear, uh, I would love to hear from you. So please give me feedback and um, reach out if you are really enjoying this content. And hey, um, I love having conversations like, you know, real meaningful, deep conversations that just nourish the soul, that the moment that the conversation ends, like I know that we've both become better human beings, more nourished, and that life is just, I don't know, like we're just so grateful for that possibility and that opportunity. So thank you for joining me today. So much gratitude, so much gratitude for your time, your energy, your openness. And hey, time is the most precious commodity and you're giving it to me. So I don't take that lightly. Sending so much love and I look forward to joining you on the next episode of What Would Love Do? Until then, take care and have a wonderful day. Bye.